You're gonna dig this. The Fly Fidelity Podcast is the solution. It's the best. Check it out. You wanna get super fly, fly. Details just ahead. Do you love credible content, but, but, but hate how long you have to wait? And who wants super thick and frothy dumpster juice with rat corpses in it? There's a better way. Fly Fidelity. Fly Fidelity. Fly Fidelity. Fly Fidelity. Fly. Fly. Fly Fidelity. Fidelity. Fly Fidelity Podcast. Fly Fidelity, baby. Fidelity, baby. Fidelity. With your host, Luke Bailey. Our next guest is a very dear friend of the podcast, a member of groups, the Hellions, Triple-Headed Beast, Dirty Alex, Red Dragon Gun, and Knights of Hell. He recently released a great ape fist with a remix version of the project to follow on Bar Picasso. Dick Dastardly is on the podcast. Riding on a Cerberus with murderous intentions Scythe in my palm, looking calm, slay your henchmen And sense from the sensei, your sensei is me See the lessons I'm teaching, your interventions free beat break I'll break you and beat you to build you up and burn you down Turn you out the slightest sound and soothing to your ear As the walls come crashing now I'm every second in an hour while in a five minute piss break German fetish shower, tower of battle, the confusion of tongue Hear me cock back words, my fears bust a lung As the sun sets suddenly, the gutter be clutching me, cover me Yo, what's happening, people? This is Dick Dassady, a.k.a. Rumple Foreskin, a.k.a. your mother's new lover, a.k.a. shifty as hell, a.k.a. foul mouth bastard, a.k.a. fuck you, a.k.a. hey, a.k.a. Mr. A.k.a., a.k.a. Mr. F.k.a., known as a.k.a., a.k.a. I don't think I got any other names, a.k.a. There was one more name, a.k.a. Screw it. This is Fly Fidelity. That was a crazy intro, outro, probably an outtake. Fuck it. Dick Dacity, Fly Fidelity, the dopest podcast that you are listening to right now. Keep it tight. Peace. Are you able to go back... For those people that don't know where this idea comes from of yourself being an artist for the first time, where does this idea of becoming an artist for yourself become a reality and a career and something you could, you know, command an audience for? When did it happen for you? Well, first off, I'll say you're, you're very kind saying command an audience. Um, I don't know if I've ever commanded an audience. Um, <laughs> no, man, um, like, first, first starting off, I, I've got two people who who I, I wouldn't have been doing this without them. And, and that's, that's my brother, man, uh, D.W. Smith. And he was in a, uh, a duo called Cascade and Direct way, way back in the day, um, you know, 15, 17 years ago, something like that, because we are getting on a bit. But, um, you know, I, I, I knew those guys. They were a couple of years older than me in school. Uh, we started hanging out together, and they were like, found out they rapped and I listened to their stuff and I was like, yo, this, this is great. This, this is really cool. I mean, they would never want you to play any of the tracks that they recorded back then. Now, um, cause I wouldn't say they're corny. It's just of the time and where they were, they were in the MCs that they are now, but you know, they, they were rapping and I was hanging around with them a lot. Cause I loved hip hop, like 
all that group of friends loved hip hop, but I, I was like really in there. And I like I wanted to be a rapper from when I was young, but you know it, it was because of these guys hanging around with them. They were like, yeah, well, you know, start writing stuff and do this. So I started writing. They, you know, they they put me on um, put me on the mic to to see how I was. I was absolutely abysmal. Um, you know, people may argue I still am now, but that's their opinion. But uh, you know, is it was because of them they 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 give me that confidence and. You know, they were like, "Oh, instead of just going, no, that's whack." They they were like, "Okay, so this is what you need to do. You need to calm the flow down. Um, you know, your breath, this, that, and they give me pointers and tips and and help me so much, man. Like, you know, it, to to be fair, like when because I'm I'm sure it's going to be a, a question that you're going to ask later on about influences and in hip hop and things like that. that. Those guys would be my two main influences because they they helped me and nurtured me. And you know, made, actually made me want to do this more than I ever thought I would, and actually, you know, push me towards it. Which, which I, I've, I've gone, you know, I can't thank them enough for that. When I reflect on all these projects you've released over the years, many of which have been with these people you speak of, D.W. Yeah. Smith and so on and so forth, it's hard to believe that this is this brand new EP, Great Ape Fist, is your first solo release with as many projects as you have under your belt. What yeah. stopped you from releasing this body of work any sooner than you have? Um, I enjoy working with people. I, I think that was the main issue. I like to, to do a solo project... Yeah, it's fine. It's great, but I I don't want to do three verses, a hook, this that and the other for however long the album or a project's going to be. When I can work with a a great number of dope MCs, artists that like I respect that I want to work with, you know, I I'd, I'd rather do that. That's that's why even you know this, it's a five track EP. I've I've got. Um, I'd say just one solo, one solo really, which is words. Um, like the intro intro track, Great Ape Fist, has DJ Jaffra on it. And I wouldn't say that that isn't a feature. I, I'd say any track with a, with a DJ on, mm. especially because he's, he's cutting up the hook. To me, that, that's a feature. He, he's, got, he's got an eight, 16 bar hook or whatever it is. So to me, any, any track that has a DJ doing that, that is a genuine feature. So like, you know, five tracks and I've got one solo. And that, that isn't your usual uh, 16, 8, 16, 8, 16, 8 outro thing. That's just two verses and audio samples, um, you know, for the hook as well. Basically, I'm lazy. I just don't like writing hooks as well, man. That's, that's the thing. I mean, we're talking about a project that's been, you know, a long time coming for yourself. How long has this yeah. title and concept, it's almost, I say concept because it's very loosely a concept EP for me personally. How, yeah, how yeah. long have you been sat with this title? Um, a good couple of years. Good couple of years. I mean, the, the idea of this come about, um, maybe 2015, 16, um, when I was work, first started working with mean business guys on a project called Knights of Hell. Um, you know, DJ Alchemy is is predominantly producing that, and he had like a couple of beats. So I, I nicked one beat, and I think that was when Words was originally conceived and, and wrote. And and back then, I also had a uh, a beat from Ral Duke. 
um, which uh, which is Love's Labour's Lost, track four on the EP. So, like, I had those tracks ages ago. Um, Great right. Ape Fist itself was written as a, like, just a, just a mixtape track, just to do it, just to say I'd done it, a, a, like, a solo track. Um, that was over a, a DITC instrumental way back when, which... Uh, I think it's still up on the Hellions Bandcamp page as well, so you, you can find the original version of that. Um, yeah, so like the the idea was there for ages, but there, there was never a right time. I, it, I I always wanted it to be something that I was proud to release. And again, like you said, because I've been working with so so many other artists on on different side projects, this that, and the other. You know, I was happy to work with those other people and create music with other people rather than focus on my own release. So it, it was, you know, like years in the making. And that's why I only started recording it um, early 2020, you know, and it, it would have been released sooner, but obviously yeah. massive, massive pandemic, pandemic, and it was getting to places to record and this and the other, and, you know, just working out a few kinks as well, uh, especially with mixing and mastering, on one of the tracks, which we'll we'll talk about later, I'm sure. Who's a rapper coming at you? Burn you like a box of matches, snatch your baby's mum and dribble baby up the crazy bass. Insufficient funds means I've never had no fucks to give. Insignificant, I've never had no love to give. So we cry havoc, let loose the dogs of war. Brain scrape the flesh fresh, eat a motherfucker raw. Chop it up fresh like mixtape DJs. Rappers trying to bring beef, horse meat delays served. I'm swerving round your pit stop, Penelope's a shit stop here. I'm stamping on you. Talk to me about the evolution of getting into this project and growing between releases to get to this point in the final product. You mentioned, you know, previous collaborations and projects how did those how did those projects inform this project man um i i'd say they did and they didn't you know um like like i'll i'll wrap to what what is needed on on a project i think that's that's the way i see it um you, you know if i if i'm doing stuff with uh hellions uh, that you know the Red Dragon Gang type stuff. It is, it's a case of writing to who I'm working with, what what the beats sound like, and things like that. So, to to collate certain beats for my own solo project was I, I think this is uh, me in my rawest form. It's it's a lot more calm uh, than than you hear me on on other projects where that where yeah. I'm going. You know, crazy and and saying saying some shit, man. That you know can upset a lot of people. Um, you, you know, this is this is quite tame. There's very little, you know, language in in the EP from myself. It's very, um, I think it's very subdued, very subdued, dick dastardly. But but again, that that um, that that also comes a lot from working with the band Dirty Alex as well. Mm. Um, within Dirty Alex, we we tried not to um, swear. Like, we'll have a parental warning uh, sticker on, on, on the projects because certain subject matter are, are close to the bone and, and things like that, and, and we can become a very political band, and some things people might not like hearing. There's certain drug references and... Uh, sexual references in there, but you know they might not be as explicit as I once made, and, and most of the stuff from the Dirty Alex stuff 
is mostly from D.W. Smith because he's he's sometimes he's got a fouler mouth than me. I was quite so with, with Dirty Alex kind of kind, yeah oh yeah you know, I mean <laughs> we've we've known him a long a long while and you've worked with him you you know what what a savage he is an animal but um, you know I I, th- I think that subdued me and and made me focus on um, not so much lyricism and and flow but just kind of speaking in in raw emotion where if if i think if you're going to going to speak in in raw emotion you know sometimes a, a fuck or a cunt or something like that will, will pop out and and it's necessary but i never really found it so necessary in in that project you know there was i just thought this is how i'm feeling and i, I don't even think it was conscious to actually edit myself it was just yeah, I, I think even in in some cases I, I went back to like add swear words to stuff, you know, to to switch it up and and be like, maybe that needs a bit of a bit more of a punch, and the only punch that will give it is is a curse word or something like that. So I think I, I think I may have gone back and edited stuff. To, in, to include more swearing. Right, right. And speaking of words, we're going to talk about that track, which is on the new EP, Words, mm-hmm. a little later on in this interview. You describe this EP as a labour of love, dedicated to those involved in helping to create it. Let's yeah. talk about those features and people that helped this project come together. Very much an organic process, collaboratively and behind yeah. the scenes, right? Yeah. Oh, 100%. I mean, even though it's taken years, years for it to get done. Um, like I said, I had that beat for Love Labour's Lost Off Raul Duke ages ago, the beat off Alchemy ages ago. Um, with Alchemy, it's fine. I'm, I'm in constant contact with Alchemy. So I knew that beat was mine. It's fine. But Raul Duke is producing a lot. He's, he's doing this and that for others. So every, say like six months or something, I'd still hit him up be like, listen, I'm still working on this thing. It it is still going to happen. Is this beat right. mine and stuff? Because sometimes you don't know. Producers will say a beat is yours, and then all of a sudden you hear next man flowing on, and you're like, "Well, screw you then." That uh, <laughs> that sucks. But you know, like not saying that Raul would have done that, uh, and obviously he didn't. But I had had to, you know, just double check. So you know, like with the pro- production wise is is great um obviously i've i've worked with dw smith um my my entire career and he produced the first and last tracks then the second track uh fibonacci that's produced by doc black to who from yeah. mean business uh, again a beat that i had ages ago and i was like this is the most hip-hop beat i've ever heard this is fucking amazing it's incredible it, it screams that boom bap 90 sound to me yeah and, Man, I'll, I'll, I'll talk to you about that track a, a little bit later because um, that, that that track was hard to make, man. It was, it, I had to jump through so many loops to, to get MCs on that track, which is incredible. But, you know, to work with Doc Black, the Who, I had to. To work with Raul Duke, I had to. Yeah. To work with Alchemy, I had to. And um, and, I, and I think it, it's nice, like, the, the, the flow of the album as well. The, um, I think the beats complement... Um, each other you know especially because sometimes you'll hear a project that is produced by one producer and then it might have one or two other producers on it and you know that that's easier for an album to flow than it's got one stream of thought if you will you know but sometimes that can make an album boring 
Yeah. Talking about the, sequencing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because the artist then, he's, he's working with this one producer and it, and it just can get structured. And, um, you know, like, like, say, for instance, Gangstar, Guru over Primo, uh, Primo Beats. You, you never had that because they were a cohesive unit that had been doing it for years. So, you, you know, they, especially Guru, Guru, you know, and ironically, a guru of the craft as well. So, mm-hmm. you know, he, he, he could uh, use Primo in a, in a different way than, than, say, someone else who had, had an album produced entirely by one producer would do, you know. So yeah. I, I, I wanted to work with as many people as I could. And, again, that's that's why the features are there. Fibonacci, um, Shouts to Shark, uh yeah. Shouts to If Then. Um, who else? We we got Bespoken on there, and we got Chris, Chris Thomas. Thomas. Yeah, and we were going to have D.W. Smith's daughter on the last track as well with ah. Chris Thomas. She was singing the hook, but um, you know, bless her soul, she's like nine years old. She was singing because I wanted um, like a, a creepy Victorian child sounding thing, but. When it comes to the mixing and mastering, it, it just wouldn't work, so we had to take her off, which was which was disappointing, especially because she was the only person I actually paid money for on this uh, on the, on this project. I give her a fiver. I was like, Izzy, thanks for this, and it what and it wasn't finished. And um, I've already asked for my money back, and getting shut down by a nine year old just saying like, no, you're knocked. It's quite disheartening, man. She's <laughs> already bought all the log dolls. Oh, Mitch, she'd be more than five to buy those lol dolls. Those, those, <laughs> those shits are expensive. But um, no, even even though she's not on there, I tell you what, that fiver was worth it because I know she really enjoyed doing it as well. I was there when she was recording a bit of it and nice. she seemed to enjoy it. And maybe on my next project, because I think there's going to be a kind of follow-up to the her song um, to an extent. Who knows? She she may jump on, on one of those if I... If I can afford it, because obviously our prices are going to be going up. You know, it's a gig, it's a gig economy, man, and and like you said, those lol dolls are expensive. Absolutely. Now the project starts with a sample, which was really interesting. It's either from a TV show or a documentary explaining right. how great apes are the pinnacle of versatility. How important was it for you as a solo artist displaying versatility with this being your first solo release? Um, very important, very important as well, because I want, um, people, this is a thing within the hip hop community, especially local scene. People will know you, they'll see you live and stuff, but they won't generally go out and listen to your back catalog and things like that. Yeah. So they may see me only in Dirty Alex and just know me from there and think I'm doing that. They may see me just from an old Hellions performance with D.W. Smith and just think, and that, so it was, it was important, you know, to combine those sounds, and also to to do a track, especially on the her song, to do something that they wouldn't have heard me necessarily do before, you know, like just come with um, something fresh to, you know, not necessarily to knock their socks off, but to open their eyes, make make people take a little bit more notice of, of what I do and, yeah. you, you know, basically flex a little bit of skill. Um, yeah. You know, because, and unfortunately, 
Uh, sorry, it's, it's a rap thing, you know, every rapper's got ego, but I, I think a lot of my stuff has been slept on. I think I've been on certain tracks where I've been better than other artists. And, you know, I'm, I'm happy to say that. I'm happy to talk to the artists on the track and say, oh, I think I killed you off on that. But on the next track, I'll be like, yeah, but you definitely, you definitely knocked that one out with a pack. Like Fibonacci on, on this um, on this thing, I, I wrote my verse. I wrote, say, three, four, five verses, man. But nothing was ever right. And I got this one verse down. And I'm like, boom, that's the one. That's done. That's great. And I knew I was going to be the second MC on that. And I shot it over to Shark. And he's like, yeah, yeah, cool. I got you. He sent his verse back. I went, okay, I'm scrapping my verse. <laughs> I'm rewriting it. Uh, and then again, I, I had to redo it because it, it just wasn't up to, to the levels he was on. And then if then jumped on blew us both out of the park uh, personally i think if then has got the best verse on my ep hands down and i think shark's got the second best as well so like that one track i love it so much but i'm i'm i'd say i'm the weakest artist on that one track other people may think different but you know it is what it is i'm i'm, I'm happy to be the weak link in that chain because it's such a good track like i'm proud of my verse i think it's great but those guys i think just stepped up and and just took it to another level, really, which so proud and happy that they, you know, bless, bless me with those. Such an amazing track. You said you were going to talk about that track, so let's talk about that track more. A mathematical yeah. term. Am I right in saying that? Fibonacci yeah, is yeah. a mathematical term. Yeah. And um, the title was the last thing to come about on that because uh, Shark and If Then, I wasn't going to have If Then on it at all. Because I've, I've worked with him a lot in the past, and I wanted to work with new people who, who I hadn't worked a lot with. Um, minus, say, Bespoke, and I always knew I wanted him on that track. Um, but uh, I asked, who did I ask? I asked Toomey, um, okay. Skunkadelic. I asked uh, Joe Blow. Um, I asked Kudji. And I may have asked, say, Two or three other artists. Well, it's a D I C K. Okay, fucking up the mic like we do around the way all day, all day. I'm sick of someone say, someone say I'm sick. Swinging from the trees, cut your bitch in my great ape fist. Ape shit, who bananas? Crazy like the days be drunk. I'm in a daisy, double vision living, driven by the funk. Swag the junk out, your chicks drunk. Bounce like an eight away, fuck like dancing in the sevens. Who heavenly, alien shining bright, take you on a flight around the uh, world. UK like hip hop, especially the Cardiff scene, needs more female MCs, and I swear to God. I'm, I'm going to champion it. D.W. Smith, you need, to, you need to start getting your daughter writing and rapping. Um, well, shouts to Unity. We'll talk about Unity in a little while. Yeah, but, yeah, um, yeah. What is... She was supposed to be on this EP as well, man. But the, 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 track, the track never... Uh, she, she recorded a verse, a, a very rough verse, and sent it over. I never right. actually had the time to record my verse. Um, that, that'll, be, that'll be on the next project, because I, I want to work uh, with Unity. She was, she was always going to be a part of this, but... I wanted a, another singer, maybe so, someone else from Ladies of Rage, nice. maybe a, a singer um, from somewhere else. I, I don't know, but it was because uh, it, the song is um, it's going to be deep. It's going to be dark. It's going to be a very uncomfortable listen. Um, and the subject matter, I, I shouldn't really be on it. Um, because a, a man's point of view on some of the subject matter, nobody really once you know it's, it's going to be kind of a more feminine feminist focused track so it needs a lot of 
female input for yeah. it. But the only reason I'm on it is because it's my track. Um, otherwise, I'd, I'd rather take myself up. Who knows? I, I might actually scare Unity and a few other people to record over it and, and just put it on my my track anyway and just do like a, a few P. Diddy ad-libs or something like that. <laughs> you know? but, um, but yeah, but it, it like what, what, hopefully it does come together because I, I think it's going to be a very very important track again like i said a hard listen but hopefully it's um yeah like um do, do you remember jean, jean gray she got a track called tack tackle day of course yeah it's, that, that was a long ass track but it was you know the subject matter on that is it's an uncomfortable listen yeah you know there there's stuff that's said on that that is um important and too important not to be spoken especially in today's society um especially with you know the the me too movement coming out and and things like that you know the the me too movement was a while ago and it seems to have gone under the carpet which which it shouldn't that should still always be at the forefront of conversation and hopefully when this track gets done you know we can we can bring that forward and and start talking about things a, a bit more as well amazing you mentioned it just earlier mm. Let's talk about the Hearst song with Chris Thomas. Man, the Hearst song. Um, it's crazy. The amount of uh, positive response I got for that track, I, was, I wasn't expecting it. Like, I've made this album generally for me to say that I've done it. And like I said, um, I wanted different sounds and things like that. that um, so uh, the, there's a old-timey like kind of nursery rhyme song though i don't think any I've, I've looked into it but nobody seems to know who actually composed it wrote it and originally performed it uh actually called the her song um so i was like this this sounds great this is dark it's it's, it's gritty I, I can get a bit dick dastardly yeah the, that classic nasty that people know but i thought no i'm gonna, I'm gonna put a little twist on it like you know, i was i thought do you know what? I will do my um, poorest attempt at a too poetic um, grave gravediggers type style. It's thing. interesting like, uh, you say it, that. It's more of I, an ode. It's more of an ode. I, I didn't uh, want to cut you short, but that's exactly where I yeah. hear listening to that verse. Like you say, it's that energy of a poetic yeah. and grave gravediggers almost esque. Yeah, like you know, there's, pattern. A, there's a little wobbly wobbliness in the voice and right. stuff like that. You know, where, um, yeah. So I yeah. so I, I wanted to do that because i i just thought that's how the sound so i i found um a group who uh recorded a rendition of it and they actually sampled for it and for the life of me i can't remember who it was now um but i i, I give it to dw smith i'm like dude please please make me this beat i'm like <laughs> uh so he, he sampled it and he just put like a, a tiny bit of the hook which i think we did change up um because there's been many different versions of, of that beat, and uh, like D.W. Smith mixed and mastered it, and that track, I'd say 80% of the mixing and mastering was just on that one track. Wow. And it, it, yeah, it, it was, it burned him out almost, man. It really did. It, it took it took a lot of time and effort, and he started hating it, hating me. But then when the full project was done, he's like, okay, it's cool. I like it again. I like you again. You, you know, <laughs> we can still be friends. But uh, let's let's yeah, let's so back up for a second. Um, 
You say that was very much a painstaking process for him. I'm curious as to how much you credit D.W. Smith for investing in pushing yourself as much as pushing himself as a producer with yourself, both coming from multiple groups together. I mean, it always feels like a different chemistry with you guys. Yeah, I I, I think um, as each project uh, progresses, you, you never really hear the same thing from us. Um, I, you know, there's, there's, there's hints of, uh, our old stuff there within it. Um, but you know, as years go on, you, you change as a person. Um, yeah. uh, I, I try and not necessarily change my style up all, all the time, but you know, I, I wanted to progress. I want to get better. And, and that's the same with DW's production. I mean, you, you hear, um, his edit EP now it's nothing like uh, the production on the Hellions EP it's nothing like the Blue Collar Rhymes uh, album that we made you know he, he's, he's always there's always a different sound to him and and that I think that helped me move on and and try new things as as well with where he advances he kind of drags me up with him as well you know yeah um, and, and not begrudgingly, it's, it's great. I, I hear new stuff from him. I'm like, wow, that is, I wasn't expecting that. Uh, let's, let's do something. And he, he just sent me a beat the other day, which I was saying might be a uh, sequel to the Her song. And I'm just like, wow, that's crazy. Because it, it, it's nothing like the Her song. Is that the one he posted on his Instagram? Yeah, yeah, the little clip. Uh, as a little sample it's, it's it's only like what 20 seconds so it's it's just like a gist of it because they you know he he didn't even uh post the hook the hook path there's a little uh, voice sample on there as well that he's done and it's oh it's so nice man it's it's more um witchcraft than like the kind of murderous zombie uh you know deadite uh type thing for the hearse song you know nice. and, and and again um Sorry, I, I forgot to mention, you did mention Chris Thomas. Massive shouts to Chris Thomas as well. Because, again, he, um, I'd already recorded my stuff, and I sent it over to him, and he come with, like, a totally different aspect, you know. Uh, he he didn't follow what I was doing, like, to build up to it or anything. He, he come with his own um, ideas and concept for it, which I, th- which I think works well, you know. It, I think if he was doing the same as what I'd done, it'd be it'd get a bit boring it, you know that the whole track didn't need to be a full story sure. so it's like two separate stories you know two two opinions two minds you know working and i i think it's i think it's great massive massive shout to chris thomas oh and for, sorry can i just say as well for everybody who asks as well no we're not related we just got the same last name more what more than two people in this world can have the same last name it just so happens so how does words come about Words come about um, because Alchemy hates a lot of his own production. He's got a folder, which is just junk beats. He always plays you the good beats. And I'm like, open up that folder, all those beats that you, you're bored of, that you hate. And I think one day, we were, it was like 3, 4 o'clock in the morning. Um, I, think, I think we were at his house when he was living in Newport, just very, very drunk. And he played this, and I was like, whoa, 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 Because he'd already skipped it. He started playing it. I heard this little 
sample. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Skip that back, skip that back. He's like, really? I hate this. I said, listen, I promise I will do you proud. As soon as I heard it, I'm like, I can do something on this. I can do something that I've never done before. Because Alchemy was just used to like the raw grittiness that I was doing at the time. And then he gave me that. And then I, I wrote something. I, I think I sent him a voice note or something like that. And he was like, do you know what? Fair play. Okay. Okay, this is interesting. And then I recorded and he's like, do you know what? I like this again. I like the beat. Uh, it, you've you've done something with it. And and um, yeah, it was it was just nice to make Alchemy happy with, with what he'd done as well. Because he has so many beats that he hates. And like any rapper would die for him. But he just doesn't want to give them out. So you... you you need to catch him at the right time, which is usually four o'clock in the morning, drunk out of your skull, and <laughs> and and coax him into stuff. Like, if you for any out there, if you're ever hanging out with Alchemy at stupid o'clock in the morning and you're both off your tits, have a USB hard drive with you, and just tell him to open up that that folder of doom that he hates, and just while he's not looking, sneak that USB into his laptop and just oh just just transfer it over transfer it over while i've got your attention take it out hide it put it in your sock brown bag it up your ass if you need to just in case he wants it back and run away with those beats and do something because he's he's a bastard for it man because he'll he'll only play you beats it's like oh yeah i got these great beats and like oh awesome can i have that he's like no someone's already got it oh i'm using it for this project it's like why are you playing it for me then you're just showing off now and trying to annoy me play me that Play me that folder that you don't use anymore, and let's work from that. But he's, um, yeah. How I does, love you, Alchemy, but you're a prick. Yourself to Alchemy. <laughs> how, I'm, I'm curious as to how this affects you personally. Do you find it hard to turn off that faculty in the back of your brain that triggers you to like or not like something um, of yours? Um, I, I don't know, man. It, it's weird. It's weird. Like I, I can listen to old projects one day and be like, "This, this is the best thing I've ever done," and then I can listen to it the, the next day and be like, "Well, I, w- I wish I uh, scrapped that verse. I wish I rewrote that part or, or done something better." Um, I don't know. I, I think it's like seasonal with me, you know. Yeah. Um, does does this have I, a link with you taking so long to release your first debut solo? Would you say? Uh, no, no, actually. Perfectionism? No, be- no, because, no, because I I, uh, I wouldn't say perfectionism because, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm perfectly happy with how the release turned out and I, I honestly wouldn't change anything on it. But to say that I wasn't going to release it because I'm a perfectionist, uh, no, no, far, far right. from it. Um, ideally, if, if I write something, I, I, I want to get it down. You know, I did some of my favorite times and um, verses. Uh, the verses I record, like D.W. Smith has made a beat there and then, and I'm writing as he's making the beat, and I record the, the verse, and we we've got a track, and it's like, yes, this this is so great. It's, to me, it feels more organic. You know, where mm. as I li- listen to beats, I'm like, yes, I'll take that off you, and then I take it home, and I'm like, right, I had an idea, now I'm here writing, I've got nothing, and it might take me like a few months to to get on that beat or you know maybe maybe a year down the line i'll i'll forget about it open up the folder here and just be like oh crazy bang and, and just write everything down um 
So it, it's, it's not a case of perfection. I think it's, it's catching myself at that right time. Mm. Um, I, a lot of the times when I've been supposed to write to uh, a new beat, uh, I've, I've got that headset, uh, head mindset on where I'm like, oh, God, I'm, I'm starting, I need to change it up, and I'll open a folder and find one of those old beats. And like the lyrics I was writing for that one track that might, might have a deadline for like two weeks or something, I suddenly transferred that to an old beat and I've got like an entirely new song over there because it sounds better. And then I'm like, shit, now I got to come back to this track tomorrow and, and figure it out. And most of the time I, I'm able to do it, you know, um, just, just out of sheer luck or I, I don't know, but yeah. I, I, I get it done. Um, but I, I'm, I'm weird with my writing, man. I'm, I'm weird with my, uh, with my process of, of how I make music. It's just, it just, I'm, I'm going to make it no matter what, but it might take fucking like half a decade or something, man, you know? It's interesting, bringing it back to Fibonacci and those many verses you wrote for that song. Is it likely yeah. we'll hear those verses you didn't use for a different song? Does that happen much in your process? Um, I, think I, I think I kept one verse and I may have used it for maybe like a Knights of Hell project or something like that. All nice. the rest, all the rest I just deleted. I just... I Rest in peace. Yeah, which which is annoying because um, you like him now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I, I can re- I can remember the 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 content of them, but I can remember like oh yeah, that was like three four verses that were that were pretty tight, but they they just gone into the ether now, unfortunately. Or or, may, or maybe fortunate, you know, because it it gives me um, it gives me want or need to write something better and yeah. and write something fresh and not go back to those. Absolutely, man. And of course, this fin is recorded at Fat Fridge Studios, which is founded yes, man. by the late, yeah. great Stagger. Am I right in thinking that prior to recording this project, you hadn't met Stagger before, your paths hadn't crossed? Well, I, I thought that and, until we got talking. And um, yeah, I'd, I'd met him years and years ago, like um, uh, briefly, go, going back to um, D.W. Smith when he was called Cascade and... Um, when he was working with Cascade and Direct, we, me and um, me and Direct went to his studio. Maybe, wow, what year are we in? Two thousand twenty-one. This maybe would have been Optimus 2005. Prime timeline, Yeah, right? Optimus Prime days. Yeah, when when they were down on uh, Newport Road. Direct, he was recording a, a track called Shogun Assassin, um, which is a great track. I I got it on CD somewhere. If I can find it out, I'll I'll send it to you one day. Please um, do. Yeah, uh, so he was he was recording that, and I and um, I, I'd met him then. It was it was only brief in passing. I think we may have seen each other on certain nights out, but I I never realised that until we until we got talking about it. And you know, so I, I was down there recording this uh, EP. Like like I said, you know, I, I could have gone to D W Smith and things like that, but because um, I, I could have done it for free, but I went to Fat Fridge, paid the money. And I'm so glad I did because you know I, I got to have even though it was it was very brief uh, meetings and things like that I, I I got to have a like a little personal relationship yeah. with Rob and you know I you know I I class us as as friends as mates and it was cool man you know like uh, just walking down the streets uh, with Elliot from um, Dead Res. And he's like, oh, I'm about to go meet Stagger on, on Sprout Road. I'm like, oh, cool, I'll come along. And we just, you know, 
chill out. He's picking up his kids from school and stuff, and we just sit there, shoot the breeze for like five, ten minutes while he's doing his thing. And yeah, man, and and it, you know, not 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 to just give him props as a person and things like that. As an engineer, as um, someone to be in a studio with, of course, awesome, very very professional. Um, and and it was great, you know. Thank is it's half half him, half D W Smith. How how this EP come out and, and sounded so good, you know, it, it was down to those two, you know. What did you learn from Stago? Um, how to smoke a lot of weed. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, man, I, I, I don't smoke weed myself, but um, he's there blazing up and, and doing stuff. But, you know, uh, him, him doing that, I've seen a lot of people do that, engineers, and it's, I've been like, don't smoke anymore. You you're just messing up everything. But he he can function, you know. Um, you know, um, I like when I when I was going into record, I I pretty much have everything down. I knew what everything wanted to sound like. So to speak to him, it was it was kind of um, there wasn't really much of a back and forth about uh, you know the sonics of, right. of how the, how this is done. But you know, so I was like, he was like, oh. You happy with that? That sounds okay. And I listen back. I'd be like, "Nah, man. Like, what? What do you think of that, about that part?" And he'd be like, "Yeah, fuck it. Get rid of that." He's like, "Do you want to keep the rest or re-record it all?" I'd be re-record it all. And he'd be like, "Yeah, that's. I think that's the best option for you." So, um, you know, there was there was just like a, a little bit of guidance in there right. as well. But, so um, even though even though the vision was already established, he did kind of he, help to fine tune that vision for you. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like you know, I I'd ask him. Um, I, well, I'd, I'd tell him. I, you know, I wanted to sound this way, and he'd be like, "Oh, that's cool. I I know I would do that, or or that might not be a good idea. We can try it, but I don't think it'll work." And then we try it, and he was right. And it's like, cool. You know, dead that. We'll we'll go go back to the way um, you suggested and and do it that way. So yeah, that de- def- definitely um, definitely a help on it. You know. Loads of people went there, so well loved, and I know um, he worked with a lot of newer artists as well coming up, and I know they'd be the first to admit, you know, getting knowledge from him, recording in that studio, would have helped them and and hopefully progressed them as artists, their style, you know, because he, he's a knowledgeable guy. He's been he was doing this for, you know, about twenty years, yeah. you know, in, in in some form or another. So, you know, he, he's he's a man to listen to he's a man to take take heed to and yeah he's uh, it's sorely missed man it's uh without question what one of the one of the biggest loss losses to the uh uk uk music scene as a whole definitely well we talked about the vision behind this project what about the vision behind the artwork what about you working with matt our good friend matt junior dispro from dead residence yeah man um how does the album artwork come about I, I always knew I wanted um it was always gonna be called Great Eight Fest. Um I I I think I, I mentioned it in a uh in a Hellions track years and years ago and I'm like, ah yeah, I like that. I th- I think I'm gonna use that as a title or something. And then I um uh made the track Great Eight Fest over that D I T C thing and I'm like, yep, yeah, this is definitely gonna be it. I'm gonna call the uh the E P this and I'm like, right. Uh, great, great ape. So I'm like, uh, let's have let's have a look at some pictures because DW, I, you know, this this 
has been in the works for years. So D.W. Smith, he's a decent artist. I sent him over some stuff. He'd uh, he'd like photoshopped a, a few things of like gorillas, uh, like actual pictures, photos, and um, he'd done stuff, and they and they were great, but they were lost to time. And I'm like, nah, I, um, I, I want like artwork. I want I want you know someone to put pen to paper, and um, I think it was 2019, maybe or maybe 2018. Uh, Matt was doing a picture a day for an entire year and his artwork was just incredible um the the, the portraits of uh, a lot of people who he looked up to uh, and was inspired by you, you know uh, not just in hip hop um artists uh actors actresses comedians he he'd done so much stuff and I'm like yeah at, when the time comes I'm I'm going to hit him up so I was like, okay, it's called Great Ape Fist. So, basically, I, I want this, uh, I want this like hulking gorilla type thing. But I, I want him to like have a fist, fist to like, like he's coming up a punch in you. And I want the four wise monkeys as like knuckle tattoos. Yeah. Because because everyone thinks it's three wise monkeys: hear no evil, see no evil, speak no evil. But uh, people forget there was a fourth one called do no evil. But that kind of gets uh, taken out of the um, out of the mix because uh, a lot of people back in the day thought it was offensive because do no evil is covering his genitals. Ah. So yeah, so like do no evil basically meant stop fucking people and you know stop uh, uh, hit, hitting on your neighbor's wife and all, and all that stuff. So that kind of got taken out of it over the years, but. I'd, I'd looked into it, I knew it, and I'm like, well, there's four knuckles, four wise monkeys, that works perfect. You know, again, uh, the chimpanzees who were doing it are great apes as as well as gorillas, um, humans and stuff like that. So I'm like, yeah, this this is perfect. And hit him up. He was like, cool, that's great. Um, you know, check this as a rough sketch. I'm like, dude, that is exactly what I wanted. That is perfect. And... Well, well worth the money. Cheap too, because I think I got it mate rates. I'm not going to say what I got it. Yeah, just, yeah, we don't need. But to. Um, yeah, but shouts to Matt for, for Every the mate time. rates on that one. And just, just amazing artwork. Uh, everybody, go, go and uh, check his artwork out. He hasn't got an uh, an actual Facebook page for it or anything, but you can just like Dead Residents on there. Facebook. Yeah. yeah, yeah, go, go, Dead Residents. Junior Disbrod and Dead Residents. Yeah, inbox. Inbox Dead Residents the page, and if you're looking for artwork and, and give some him your money, great stuff. Oh, 100 percent, hundred percent. Give give him whatever he asks. Give him fucking double. Well, he deserves it. Well, this this cover is you know the reason the entire thing kind of comes full swing and becomes a concept project for me personally because of the things you just spoke of going on in that cover. You know, it's the yeah. reason it becomes a concept album of EP of sorts for me. How instrumental was the cover for this in acting as a guiding principle for the energy and themes featured on it? Um, it, it wasn't. It wasn't actually because that that was the um, one of the last things to get done. Really, um, the the project was getting recorded. I think we were coming close to the final mixing and mastering of of the last tracks as Matt was doing it for me. So it was. Um, it, it was always going to be that, but it, it never really had um, any influence on what I was doing musically. 
it, it that was kind of a product of the music itself really but it seems such a perfect marriage i mean i look at that cover and listen to the music and it's reflected put to a oh, team oh yeah yeah 100 yeah th- thank you man i i appreciate that um and i hope everyone involved uh in the project appreciates you saying that as well because it it did just work out as, as a as a perfect marriage you know i i had these ideas but i couldn't make them happen myself you know it they, they say too many cooks spoil the pot, but in this case, we had just the right amount of cooks, and and, and they made it perfect for me, and just so blessed and so happy uh, to work with all these people. Words are wise, words are weapons, words are stones we use to step on, words can sail a thousand ships, and words can end a world in seconds, what's a word worth? To the worthless, it can save their lives, when a word's worth saying, make sure that you say it right. Verbosity's a commodity in this fucking odyssey, excuse me, that's a bad word, sad world, it's mad how that What's it like recording a video in a pandemic? It wasn't too bad. It wasn't too bad. Um, it was it was recorded in uh, my cousin Tom's club, uh, the Moon Club in Cardiff, Wombey Street. We're talking um, about words for anybody that doesn't know. Yeah, man. Um, I, I I like. I, I kind of knew what I wanted um, from this video. It didn't turn out exactly how I wanted um, because I, I think I had ideas above my station about, about doing things. So, because um, originally I, I kind of wanted it in a like in a classroom setting and things like that. But um, how are you going to get fucking access to a school in a pandemic? So, you know, you, you, you've got to play with the options that you've got, um, the things that are there for you. So I'm like, yo, my, my cousin's got a club. I know that's not getting used now. So I hit him up. He's like, yeah, cool. And I'm like, it's, it's going to be a small amount of people. Because obviously um, it was done during lockdown. I, I'm not sure if it was lockdown or we'd just come out of lockdown. I think it might have just been in lockdown. So, um, you know, there couldn't be masses of people, which I didn't want. I wanted it to be minimalistic. The track's called Words. So I wanted the track to speak for itself. I wanted a very subdued, calm. Um, so I hit up Fernie Mac for the video. Nice. And I, I got D.W. Smith in there as well. Um, if it wasn't the pandemic, I would have had a few more people in it. But I, I just wanted sitting at the bar, drinking, like um, video of us talking to each other and more drinking and you know, the words pop up on screen. Uh, shout to Doc Black, the Who, for that as well. Um, Fernie Mac, uh, done the visuals, the the filming, and then Doc Black, the Who, done the post-production uh, and threw, threw all those words up on, on screen. So to get it done during a pandemic, it wasn't as arduous a task as I thought it was going to be. Um, and it was done very cheap as well. I think it cost me however much a bottle of rum costs. Uh, I... I offered Fernie Mac money, I offered my cousin money, and the only person who benefited out of it was D.W. Smith's liver because he got so, so drunk. It was amazing. Put it this way. It was during, um, right in the mix of the Black Lives Matter and uh, where people were tearing down statues. Now, I was walking, after the video was done, I was walking and where the Millennium Stadium is, there's a very big statue. And D.W. Smith is in the middle of the street shouting, 
is that statue fucking racist? Let's tear it down. I'm like, dude, it's usually me, the obnoxious prick. I'm like, yo, Ben, um, I'm going to jump in this taxi. You get to get home on your own. He's like, yeah, fuck this statue. I'm like, cool, I'm gone. I'm, I'm sure he won't mind me uh, mentioning that story because it's tough now. But, um, I need to ask Fernie yeah. if he's got footage of that. No, no, Fernie's <laughs> already gone, man. I, I was going to record it on my phone, but there was people walking past in the street looking at us funny. I'm like, nah, I just, I just need a jet now. I need to bounce out of this situation. This drunken mess of a man is going to get me arrested. So you released this project, what, on January the 1st? When, when, did, when does Bad Picasso officially come into the picture? So basically, um, Jay Reed and former Brown of Blue City, they'd released uh, their their EP yeah. uh, not not long before, a couple of months before, and I I listened to it and I I, I just massively championed it. Um, and I I I'd always tag them and post it. It was honestly, it was one of the best things I'd listened to in in a good year or two. Um, even though there was so much good music, especially from the local scene coming out um, in 2020 during lockdown, that was the one I resonated the most to. That that the sound it was like it's it's the it's the type of hip hop music I love and listen to, and they'd done that sound so much justice. So I was championing them. Um, basically, D.W. Smith had sent me the the final mix and master on I think the 29th of December and I never listened to it until the 1st of January and I was like do you know what fuck it if I, if I don't do it now it, it's, it's been in the works for a year I, I'm just going to release it so I told nobody I'd done uh, my own special type of promotion for it which was I've released this have a listen if you want if not it's no skin off my shit go fuck yourself do what you've got to do um, yeah my, my, my typical my, my dick typical dick fashion exactly my promotion I, I don't want to badger people with shit. I'd rather badger people by saying, go listen to Blue City stuff than listen to my own, you know? And I'm just like, right, I've made this. I'm happy. It's out now. Go fucking listen to it. Don't. Whatever. You do you. And, um, yeah, and they, they'd listen to it. I, I Obviously, they'd um, li- listen to a few things before they, you know, they, they would have heard Dirty Alex uh, stuff from D.W. Smith. And so, and they, they just approached me and they were like, uh, I think Dale actually approached me, and they were like, "Oh, you know, we're doing this. Uh, how do you think about this?" Um, talking to uh, D.W. Smith and Rolo as well, so it was kind of, you know, they 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 picked up the Hellions for like a, a three for one uh, Brucey bonus discount, you know. <laughs> I love that. And, and like we we were talking about it, we were like, "Oh, is this too good to be true?" That you know, they're saying they're yeah. going to be doing this for us, doing that, and you know, true to form. Um, Shouts to Wolfgang von Van der Gast, Reed, former Brown. They're men of their word. They've done everything they've said for us. Uh, Promotion-wise, they helped me set up um, Spotify, this, that, and the other. And they've been great. They, they've championed it. And and I wouldn't have had... Well, like I said, with my promotion, I wouldn't have had the, uh, the sales or the feedback and the opportunities I, I've had to work with other people since then if it wasn't for these guys so you know it's, it's definitely down to down to bad picasso and and not just you know the the founding founding fathers of it um everybody else on the label as well it's just, it's just a good place to be if you're an artist it really is man we're talking about yeah, it's fantastic. we're talking about one of the most inspirational 
labels right now that have become, you know, this beacon of hope for artists and a structure that's just been the best for the scene locally. Yeah, yeah, and and not just locally as well. You not know, just we, locally, we, of course. Yeah, you but... know, um, we we've got a few artists who are well. We're all spread out. It's, it's mostly Wales. Um, K-Sols is up in England somewhere. Uh, forgive me, Cam. I can't remember where it is, but it's England, so I'm, I'm not that invested in where it is. So hurry up and move to Wales, uh, just like Kenny Cadence did. Kenny Cadence is up in... Uh, Wrexham. North Wales, up in Mould, yeah. You know, so it's, um, it's a Welsh label, but, you know, we're, we're not fundamentally trying to promote well no that, no know, absolutely it's, not it's, 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 it's for yeah. hip-hop that's what it is you it, know, it is of course it is and the reason I, I i said uh the scene structurally locally was because it at that time it had just started a few months prior so mm. you know for the scene locally especially I mean, if, yeah if, if you look at the label itself it's you know it's only been around for a tomato season and yeah. um and they and they just they just like Buying up MCs, buying up dope MCs, you know. Um, Unity has just joined. Uh, Brighty joined um, not too long ago. We got Craze the Jack, uh, Billy Fono, uh, Diff Hop, uh, Mr. Substance, K Sot. Like, I, I could go on, but I know I'll miss someone out, so I may as well miss more people out than just like that one person. But I mean, there's tons. I know I will get a lot of shit for not mentioning a few people's names. Um, I can't wait to go into the group WhatsApp and just be like, "Oh, you you miss me out? Screw you," um, which is which is well deserved. I'm I am scum, but um, but yeah, they, I mean these these guys um, are just fantastic, fantastic to work with. There's, there's not a day goes by that it's not just crazy banter um, and like. You'd think all the shit that we talk to each other, we'd never get anything done. But the amount of beats flying around each day or, like, there's a verse here, you, you want to jump on this, you want to jump on that, it, it's, it's insane. Like, my workload at the moment, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of kind of swamped down, um, try, trying to keep my head above the water, uh, just, just trying to figure stuff out of how I'm going to get stuff done. There's so much stuff I need to write to. Um, there's, there's projects in the work with other artists and I, I would never have got this chance if it wasn't if it wasn't for bad picasso and and especially uh wolfgang formal and reed man yeah. you know I, I i hold them in high regard anyway but you know to to do this and and help out the local scene and this is this is during the pandemic when we can't really do anything but you know except release music but as soon as this is all done and dusted and we, we can get into the clubs and things like that there's going to be a hopefully a lot of shows and it's and it's you know there's so many artists we, we don't really need um you know uh support acts we you know we, we can do this self-confined self-contained there's there's so many artists but i'm sure i'm sure we will put, put other people on and um if we if reads anything to go by if if they perform well on that night he'll probably sign him up as well he, he's, he's like he's a whore for, for signing people up man he, he can't get enough enough people on this label he's crazy for it my capacity for rapping passes anything you whack as fathom I go bananas with the finger points and snap them at them telekinesis with the mind for knacking cracking at them wrapped in satin back you know my words and juices raps with patterns you 
can't anticipate my casualties Capacity to fracture reasons still have the audacity To talk morality, duality is actually my everyday existence And I'm sinking with my sanity Tell me about this remixed version of this EP Which features many different people on Picasso Yeah, so I'm not sure if that's going to happen now As a actual remix EP uh, what I was originally going to do, I was going to remix, I think, all but one of the tracks and um, re- release it as a hard copy. Um, so that would be the original tracks and the remix tracks as like a, a bumper CD. But now I think what I'm going to be doing is um, doing a bit more of that, adding a few more original tracks, um, maybe remix just two of the tracks, um, put put some extra things in it and maybe do it as a as like a semi-sequel to the great ape fist ep um yeah like i mean you know we've just had godzilla versus king kong so i've I've had the idea for a while of of continuing um with the the great ape thing uh yeah basically uh, i I want it to be like a kind of hip-hop universe so it'll be like great ape fist versus that. that type of thing you know and you know just just make up like monsters and things, you know, have fun with it, be creative and deliver a continuity. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Kind of, um, yeah, just, I don't know, just, just be exper- experimentative. And like, I, I'm always a fan of the remix. Um, I, 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 cause it's a chance to work with more artists again, you know? And, um, I, th- I think working with more artists or, you know, not only does it take the, the pressure off, uh, myself as an MC creating another project, I, I think it's more fun for the listener as well. Um, you know, especially because obviously it's going to feature quite heavily um, bad Picasso artists. But I, I you know, I don't want to just work with bad Picasso artists, which is another good thing about bad Picasso. You know, they, when when we signed up with him, it's a case of listen, it's it's not just a case of oh, you work with us now. You know, you're you're our employee, you work, you work within the label, it's, you do whatever the fuck you want, you work with this person, that person, if you've got ideas and you want to do that, you go do that, man, you know, so Beautiful. so it's, it's, it's going to be great, so hopefully, um, I mean, I don't know when it'll, when it'll work out, I've been a rapper for over 10 years, and it's my first solo, so maybe expect this, I know, 2029, 2030, who knows when it'll come out, um, I mean, hope, hopefully within a year, um, it's it's just 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 getting to studios and recording now. That's yeah. that's my only problem with this thing. But it's on the cards, of course, as well as other collaborations you have coming out. What other collaborations are coming out in the future? What are you working on, man? Uh, um, so within Bad Picasso, I'm not. Sh- I, d- I don't know if I can make this public or not. Um, but there's going to be an EP with myself, um, D.W. Smith, another artist, and a producer. One producer is going to produce the the whole EP on um, some doom bap uh, type sounds. I, I don't want to speak too much on it because it's being cryptic with it. Yeah, a, you're not saying it yeah, name. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, in, it's in very early early step. Well, it, the, yeah. the other rapper will be Crazy the Jack, and the producer is Mr. Substance. But um, it's in it's in very early stages. It's going to be nice. a couple of tracks. Um, you know, I've I started writing. I know Craze and DW have. I've, I've heard. Um, stuff they put down on one certain track which is amazing um i've already got my verse for that written i just need to get it recorded so you know that's boom that's one track done and then and then move on to the next we've got um 
Knights of Hell coming out, which is um, the Hellions, myself and D.W. Smith, and the Mean Business Guys, which is uh, Punra, Alchemy, Bespoken, Dark Black The Who. Um, Rolo's going to be jumping on one or two tracks as well. Again, this has been in the works possibly before the Great Eight Fist. Uh, we recorded a bunch of tracks maybe five, six years ago. Um, the thing is with us, we play too goddamn much, man. Uh, we get too drunk. Stuff gets recorded shoddily, but, you know, we've got that basis here. But then it's trying to get everybody back together, you know. People have got kids. they got families. You know, we're, we're all living 30, 40, 50 miles away from each other. So to get each other into a studio sometimes takes a little bit of finagling. But um, we're, we're close to finishing that. Um, we've just got a hook from Mr. Formula for one of the tracks. Um, yeah, hopefully this summer we're going to be looking on uh, shooting a video for one or two tracks and hopefully everything should be mixed and mastered by then and I'm hoping release uh, just before just before autumn time I think on that one so hopefully that'll be done um, trying to think if there's any other projects is there a dialogue Hellions, nice. will be uh, yeah we're, we're, we're in the in the talking stages you know we got the whiteboard up um, like, like that cork board we got pins in things we've got that string we're like wrapping them around it, you know, it's like like a murder mystery type thing, trying to uh-huh. figure out what I'll go where at the moment. So hopefully that that'll uh, be put into into production at some point this year as well, man. I hear there's going to be somewhat of a revival of Hellions for you guys, where you're going to be releasing a compilation, a mixing and remastering that. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm glad you mentioned that because when you said that, I was there. I was really is there? Uh, <laughs> yes, I um, I, yeah, I do. I do remember that being talked on the uh, the tracks have been picked, so I, I think that's um, just on D.W. Smith now. I, I don't think we're going to be re-recording anything. Yeah, I think he's just going to be mastering um, a bunch of tracks that have been released, um, but released in places that. Nobody, nobody's really heard them. Nobody really paid no mind, um, yeah. like on certain websites and things like that. But yeah, there's, I think that's maybe, oh yeah, it's going to be nine tracks, nine tracks. I think we're going to be calling it um, nine circles, which was originally going to be a label for the Hellions, specifically for the Hellions. But now we're using it as a um, as an EP album title now. If that cunt just say that there The prick must be crazy, you can't say that shit live on air A degenerate lexicon The twat's uneducated, gutter mouth scum Cause verbosities, oral atrocities You hear his verse on slam Let's debate him, berate him, debase him, hate him Degrade him in the media He raps about this fucking murder and pedophilia He's a monster, he's inhuman What about the future with Dirty Alex? Um... We are working on some new music right now. Um, obviously, we we lost pretty much an entire year, you know, um, not, not being able to practice. Uh, we lost a lot of gigs, um, which, which was really annoying. Uh, one of the first lockdowns last year, 24th of April, we had a gig booked for London. That would have been my first time performing in London, and 24th of April is my birthday, and we couldn't do it, and that broke my fucking heart, man. I really did. Um, it, it was, 
was it was such a kick to the gut um you know but we we've we've booked a few gigs now for when we when we come out of lockdown we we got a few things sorted um i i don't want to say anything uh just yet just because i i don't trust us not to have another lockdown as well unfortunately Same. um yeah which which fucking sucks so i i don't want to get myself too excited for it um, but yeah, we're, we're not um, working on a new project as such. At the moment, we're just working on new music, uh, which we might release as and when is necessary for us. But we're, but we're working on a few things. Uh, we've also got a new singer involved in the group. Uh, Sam Jones is still there. But we've got a new singer named Annabelle Johnson. Uh, go check her out as well. She's on YouTube. If you just type in Annabelle Johnson... Uh, you should uh, see some of her stuff. An amazing jazz singer, a flautist. Uh, I think she plays a few other instruments as well. You know, she can put her hand to anything. Um, there was a gig that Dirty Alex done for Cardiff University not long ago. Myself and D.W. Smith couldn't make it, which was unfortunate. But Ort Kuiper, Sam Jones and Annabelle, uh, they, they took up the lead for it um i i will try and remember the link I'll, I'll try and look i'll try and look on uh, online in a second but that there's videos out there which uh, there'll be videos up for that edited videos up on the dirty alex page soon as well but they they were just incredible you know I'm feeling wasted All the drinks I'm tasting Is bangers on the playlist When the bass hits Giving people faceless Feeling like you're levitating Feeling like you made it Rich tonight Broke as hell the next day Feeling like I'm high Past the Dutch the next way Hot chick by my side And that's the way I'm living it She can make your eyes pop But I bring the spinaches Feeling like I'm limitless Let me paint some images of feeling when I'm I wish I could show my appreciation for this podcast. I wish I could respond to it somehow or be notified in the future when Fly Fidelity updates because it's so great. But I don't think there's a way I can do any of those things. Uh-oh. You're wrong. <laughs> Find us on Facebook, SoundCloud, Instagram, and Twitter. Like, comment, go sub that good stuff, yo. My people thought you whipped me where you were.